I'm Josh Kingsley, your host for the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, where we give you stress-free wedding advice from the experts. At the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Today we're talking music. Your wedding day will become a cherished memory for your lifetime and the music from it will be the soundtrack. But before you begin designing the album cover art and the track list, there's a big decision to make. Will that music come from a band or a DJ? Today I'm joined by band leader Chris Crow and also DJ Anthony Adams to help make the correct decision. Gentlemen, welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Hey, it's good to be here. All right, let's jump right into the subject material. So I can't think of a wedding where there was not some form of music present. And I also believe that most couples look at this as one of the top two or three most important things when they're thinking everything through while planning a wedding day. But I think the picture gets a little less clear when we start talking about the details of how the music is happening. There's certainly going to be outlying situations, but for the most part, I think couples ultimately end up deciding between hiring a band or a professional DJ. So Chris, what in your experience is the motivation by a couple when they're looking to book your service over a DJ service? Uh, good question. I think uh, the difference between the two, it seems now more than ever that people sort of have a very good idea what kind of music they want to entertain their people. And sometimes just to entertain themselves or their older family members. And they know live music versus a DJ. A DJ can cover a lot of different genres that bands can't get to. And um, bands can cover a lot of uh, a lot of crowd interaction stuff that DJs can't get to. And I think people have been to enough weddings, at least in my experience lately, the last few years, they really know the difference. Whereas I think a few years ago, they weren't so sure. And so I think their motivation is probably, you know, hip hop, things like that, things that a lot of live bands don't do versus you know rock music or or crowd sing-alongs or you know crowd interaction sort of things gotcha and anthony any uh different experience or thoughts from your end uh what do you think is generally the motivation to pick a dj uh well i think uh like what chris touched on how if uh, a client knows what kind of music that they're looking for if they're looking for a specific genre i think the band is the way to go uh but i think what the dj provides is again that entire mix of music they've got a huge library to pull from um, that isn't just literally their set list you can go with the flow you can take requests and you can play whatever it is that your audience wants to listen to uh, especially if you don't really have a clear idea of what they're going to want to be partying to in the first place Um, i think the other thing that kind of draws people to djs um, is just the ability for them to step away from the instruments once in a while. I know that as a DJ myself, I look at myself also as a partial wedding planner, uh, being able to go out there, help keep things organized, keep things moving, and be able to play music without actively having my hands on an instrument uh, can sometimes be a deciding factor, I think, for some couples when booking a DJ. Gotcha. So that all, that all sounds pretty understandable. I'm hearing things like energy. I'm hearing things like variety and I'm hearing things like uh, just how on point everything has to be to keep moving. So Anthony, outside of the stuff that you guys have been discussing, are there any other just things that you think a DJ brings to the table that doesn't necessarily come from a live music standpoint? 
Uh, at least it's something that DJs bring uh, that that live music can't. I, again, I think uh, being able to step away from the box and and kind of monitor other uh, sections of the party, um, making sure that other things are going smoothly while music is still going on. Um, I think too that uh, you have from the MC side of things, uh, just being able to interact with guests more and being able to play certain games, uh, doing activities during the reception that. Uh, again, are, are not necessarily just music related, but uh, it's the entire wedding package, putting together a show, putting on something for your audience, um, getting them interactive, uh, I think is very important that something a DJ can do. Yeah, so Chris, to expand on that, what can a band do just in addition to anything we've talked about before that a DJ is just not gonna be able to bring? Right, well, I agree with a lot of what Anthony says. I know uh, as a frontman for a band, I've spent a lot of time uh, doing the same thing where I've had the band going, I've gotten out there. I've also, you know, emceed and hosted and introduced people down the way. It's a little easier for a DJ. A DJ can throw on, uh, throw on music, come right out there with a wireless mic and get right into those tables. Whereas, you know, the bands don't always have that. But as far as what we can offer, aside from a, a DJ is, I, I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I, I, but I'm also a fan of a DJ. You know this. So I, I, sure. the one thing I like about having the live music is you know a dj can cater a playlist to your crowd that is incredible a band can cater to that person to these individual people you can put names into songs you can uh you can take out verses and add this in and, and move stuff around so that it is catered just to that couple or just to that event and uh you know the energy of having everyone doing it right in front of you i think is is pretty incredible when it's working right um you know as far as as the difference between the two i guess i'm not i don't see an opposition too much between djs and bands i've done them with both which seems to work a lot but uh there's something about the energy of live music that i don't think can be captured with any other medium yeah for sure i mean i'm i'm personally a big live music fan myself so i i understand that i'm also a dj so i i understand where where anthony's coming from as well uh so chris i'll ask you this how many times have you done an event where both a band and a dj is present well i uh a lot of them uh i i usually at this point i recommend it if they seem a little like they haven't done many events before i go hey have you thought of having a dj during breaks have you thought of switching hours back and forth so that you can give them the best of both worlds um so plenty of those events uh but at this point i i recommend it most of the time and and so anthony have you done events like that in in your experience where you've been the uh set break for a for a dj or for a band as a dj uh, so I've never actually done like a set break uh, situation. I've never worked hand in hand with a live band. It's definitely something I would like to do, very open to doing. Um, I've seen live music at events before like this, and I do. Uh, Chris, like you said, I think there's an energy to live music that really just can't be captured through speakers a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I do think that it does work well. They can go hand in hand. Uh, I did one wedding where um, they brought in the Wisconsin State Marching Band uh, to do just a big set for about 20 minutes or so. And it was a total surprise to the bride and groom. Uh, but being able to help set that up and set the stage for the band to come in, get people to quiet down again, uh, I think helped, you know, it helped make everything run smoother. 
uh, right. help help the band get in, help the band get out. Um, anything we could do to to just make that situation even better, you know, complement each other. Yep, I've definitely been part of that as well. Where you've got this amazing rock band, and you know they have to take their breaks because they're they're people, and you can only jump around for so long. And that's a good time to step in, make a couple announcements, and uh, play the Cupid Shuffle, and keep some of that yeah. going. And then at the end of the night, you know, close it out with some raucous hip hop type of stuff. So but that's a great that's a great point about having the both. And and that's exactly it is you don't have mm -hmm. to let the energy down when you're when you're hand in hand. And I've done some where I've DJed myself on breaks. Uh but a professional DJ obviously is gonna do much better than me. I'm putting together a playlist and hoping I don't have to switch it around too much sure, so I can sure. get a break in as well. But that's I mean Cupid Shuffle's kind of a you know it's it's a great song for a wedding. We kind of giggle because we all have done it. But there are a lot of those songs that it's so great when the band, the second the band sets their guitars down, that mm, 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 something can keep those people going and just get yeah. them going. That's one of the positives. That's one of the uh, uh, symbiotic things about having them both. Sure. So in, in a situation where, where both uh, professionals are present, how, how do you think is a great way to split it apart? Does the DJ handle most of the MC work and coordinate with the couple and the band kind of does their thing? Or how do you usually see that? That's what I prefer, because then I don't have to do all the bridal <laughs> luncheons. But uh, I, I guess either way, as far as an MC goes, but I, I really, when, when they're open to suggestion, I, I always... Uh, propose that they split it evenly an hour an hour an hour an hour 45 minutes 45 minutes however that goes because that allows the d i mean the the one thing i don't think the djs the djs get the credit for is they build arcs in their set to build up energy and let it down so people can go get a drink and build them back up and bring them back up and push them back and djs do that as well as bands and you can't do that if you just have a dj come in here play for 20 minutes so we can go get a beer that doesn't really allow a DJ to do their job, nor does it the other way to have the band come in and play the first dance and then go sit down for two hours and then come play for 30 minutes. And it, it, I think to me, the even trade-off is the best. Keep everybody loose and uh, send the crowd home worn out. That, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's get into the next question. And, and Anthony, I think we'll start with you. Um, on this one. So I'm going to go ahead and make the assumption that the booking process, whether you're doing a band or a DJ looks relatively the same. You're, you're going to be having a signed agreement of some sort. So Anthony, what is the, what is the process leading up to the wedding look like from your standpoint? Let's just assume that everything's booked. What does that process look like? Uh, so once everything's booked and once we start planning the process leading up to the wedding, uh, you're going to have, you know, at least for a DJ, a couple phone calls, maybe one or two, uh, just again, confirming time and place, making sure that everything, uh, at least from a bare bones standpoint is correct. Uh, but then about a week out is when you're going to get your phone call from me. And uh, I know that kind of worries some people that it seems like it's a little short notice, but uh, what we like to do is, you know, focus on each bride individually so we can go one wedding at a time. I think it's the best way to, you know, form personal connections with your bride and groom uh, and just really pay attention to what music they want, being able to build only a playlist or two at a time. Um, but really just kind of, again, getting to know your couple. Uh, is really important in that whole process leading up to it because if you can find out you know their personality what year they graduated high school from especially is like a number one question for me um, you can definitely Great determine question. what kind of music is gonna get them on the dance floor um, and again just asking them all the things what kind of songs do you want is there something you have to have played is there something you absolutely don't want played um, 
there's a ton of things going into that that you know you might not even consider uh, when when trying to get your night ready for music, um, but we try to walk you through each and every step of that along the way, uh, including the planning process. What kind of events are going to be happening that night? Um, do you have any like bouquet toss, garter toss, sparkler send off, late night pizza, late night shuttles, getting people back? Anything that we might need to know to help the whole day go smoother. Um, we walk you through every little bit of that. And then obviously, if you have any questions, we always like personal phone calls. <laughs> so just give us a ring, give us a text and let us know what we can do to help the situation make it even better. So Chris, what does your experience look like when you're when you're leading up to a wedding? Well, this this might be the uh, the big difference between the two that I think we're trying to find the juxtapositions here tonight. I am traveling most of the time. I don't want them to call me because I am driving between <laughs> Cleveland and Pittsburgh and who knows what I'm right if I'm writing anything down if I'm remembering anything I like to keep a pretty good paper trail so I can go back I do like to give them a call about a week out just to let them know like yes you're in good hands and and right. I think uh one of the things I try and tell them right off the bat whether it's booked through an agency or booked through me personally I try and let them know I, I know you haven't done this before but I have done thousands and you just know you're in good hands we're going to take care of you we're going to make sure that your day is very special and a lot of times you don't have to list out your resume, but you just let them know, like, I'll be doing two the week before you and two the week after you and two the week after that. That tends to let people know that you know what you're doing and you're able to take care of their people. It puts them at ease a little bit. They're still going to have questions that come up and I like to answer them, but I like to answer them much more in print so I can always go back if there's something I maybe forgot to go over, if they had a song selection question or anything like that. I've always got it. And usually I print all that out and take it with me on show day, just in case there's any, well, remember when I said this, I go, oh, well, yeah, it's right here. We got you. We got you taken care of. So uh, I want to, I want to dive a little bit deeper into this. Uh, Chris, how much customization is usually going on when you're putting together the day? Are, are you generally saying we have about a hundred songs that we feel really good about playing at a wedding and we want to know the, the four or five that you really want, including your first dance. And we're going to build a set list based on that. Or is it, um, you know, pick right. from this menu and go from there. What does that process well, look like? There's certainly with bands and DJs, there is a canon of songs that you can choose from that, you know, will go over. And they went over when I was 10 years old at weddings. And now there's maybe 25 more songs than that, that still go over now, but they're all in that same canon of songs that have always worked. And there's more individualized stuff. I try and get that out of the way really early. Um, I, I, I guess I'm a little more rigid when it comes to, you know, when you get in the last few weeks and then all the extra questions, this may be a, a benefit to the DJ where they go, oh, well, can you play this song? Oh, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I said, I don't have time to get the band together for all these rehearsals and, you know, get all these songs worked up from a live music perspective. But I usually tell them, if you want, I can make a playlist for you. And when we're on break, we can do this. Or if there's a DJ, I'll get these all to the DJ for you and make sure those are covered on break. If we know them, we're obviously happy to play. And we're even happy to take requests at weddings if they don't, you know, as long as someone doesn't come up wanting the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or something to, you know, that's going to kill the room. We like to, uh, you know, we like to bend. We don't like to break. So I'll, I'll work with them within reason whenever I can. But there is a point at the end where they haven't thought of something and they need this and this and this and this. And at that point, I usually say, you know, we are so close at this point, I have to cancel things 
to get this ready. So it will cost more, but I can do that if you want that for X amount of extra money. Yeah. Inter- interesting. And I, I like that you point out that it's uh, the songs that we're playing at weddings when we were kids are the same thing. I mean, I have a, I personally have a spreadsheet of what I call my top 200 songs and I put it between all the different, you know, decades and everything and make playlists out of it. And yeah, it's uh, all the memories from growing up and the same Bangers, I, mean, I, were... I don't I don't like to give them too much credit, but that show Glee came out and all of a sudden kids were asking for songs that I was dancing to when I was a kid at weddings. Yep, yep. We got a bunch of Journey fans all of a sudden mm-hmm. and things of that mm-hmm. nature and, you know, warm up those falsettos. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard of that cool new band, ACDC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my favorite things, uh, I remember seeing a social media post um, after Rihanna, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney did that five, four seconds song. And it's like, oh, I, thank I exactly God for Kanye West uh, introducing everybody to Paul McCartney. And yeah, yeah. I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but but they better be. He better be pretty happy that Kanye gave him a shout out. <laughs> yeah, his band Wings is uh, thrilled that you uh, brought him into the 20th century. Right. Uh, <laughs> super. <laughs> okay, so uh, it, it sounds like the booking process and a lot of the uh, leading up process is relatively the same. There's some differences, but. I want to get into just a little bit of what your actual day of the wedding looks like. So Anthony, what does, what does the actual day leading up to when you hit play on the first song look like? Uh, so, I mean, the day of, I, I usually try to make sure that I have nothing else going on that day. Even if my wedding doesn't start until 5 p.m., I don't like booking anything in the morning because I want to just have my entire mindset focused mm-hmm. on that. Um, and for that reason, I usually get to the venue halls, uh, what some might consider obscenely early. I like to be there about two hours before, two and a half hours before, um, because I like to get everything set up, and that way I can take time to not be sweaty when we're actually getting guests in, right? Give myself a good hour to just go over my notes again make sure all my music's lined up after everything is physically built um but then as far as it goes leading up i'm I'm, again making sure all those playlists are set in and then greeting your guests making sure that you got here safe you know checking in with you first face to face i know we've talked over the phone a lot introduce myself um but then again just getting through the whole uh day walking through everything that we talked about if we have a ceremony getting you guys help lined up making sure everybody's in order um walking through uh making sure everybody's planned out um going from there to the cocktail hour making sure all the speakers get moved everything's properly set up beforehand uh getting the right music playing the right moods going because uh, we don't want grandma twerking at cocktail hour we're not there yet right <laughs> that's for later in the evening um, but then just again making sure all these events are are in line and working with your uh your coordinator uh, your band leader if we are sharing duties that day uh photographers videographers making sure i meet all of your different vendors and getting to know them and making sure that we all understand that we're on the same team today uh, even if we're working for different companies according to me we're all on the same team we're team sarah and jake if that's the name of the couple or whatever um, that's who we're working for that day no matter what um so that's that's really everything going into it. I'm I'm just trying to be the team leader going into things, uh, making sure things are moving smoothly and uh, everything's going according to plan. Chris, I'm gonna make a wild guess that you would kill to be showing up two hours before you have to start playing. Uh, I couldn't even you, imagine. That would be wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I would say fortunately and unfortunately, usually at these shows, I end up playing the wedding, the cocktail reception, and then the full band plays at night and in those circumstances 
I, I I'm a little over the top as far as band leaders go, but there's an itinerary that right. production team knows what power, what fuses they're going to find in each venue. And I make sure I get that stuff ahead of time for them. Um, and I, and so I checking in, I'm usually playing the wedding or the cocktail reception and texting down on the side is sound set up. Has everyone sound checked? Did the drummer remember to bring this Did this? And I'm, I'm doing that as we go because I've got to, you know, wear both hats in, in that whole thing. But as far as the days when it's just the band, I like to get there with production. I don't always stay, but I like to get there. Like, you know, the thing about sound companies is when they come in, they work so hard before us, after us. So I like to get there and say, let them know, sort of like Anthony would say, we're all on the same team here. I'm here. I'm here for you guys. I want to make sure you're set. And if they get going, maybe I take off and shower, get dressed, whatever. Um, but that usually my days on those weddings that I'm not playing usually starts around one or two in the afternoon. When I am playing, it usually starts around nine in the morning. So I tend to uh, charge accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Anthony, what's your favorite part of being the music at weddings? Um, I really like it when I can make a song drop and people just go insane for it. Um, you know, people love music, but you know, and, and there's always like Chris, you said, there's those, there's those songs that everybody dances to. Um, but my favorite part is when I can drop a song that's like super obscure and not everybody dances to, but you know, you nailed it because everybody's screaming and going insane right. uh, and just going crazy on the dance floor at that point. Um, you know, it's always fun to see stuff like that. Uh, when you get that feeling of accomplishment that you just really nailed the vibe that point. So. Chris, what's that look like for you? Uh, I, you know, it, my favorite part used to be the end of the night when everyone's screaming and a little bit, you know, juiced up a little liquored up and dancing around. And, and as I get uh, much, much, much older, my favorite parts nowadays are when you nail those first songs that, their first dance as a married couple you're talking about one of the most pure points of love is right when these two have made this commitment they're so happy and everyone's been there to share it with them and it sounds very selfish but my favorite part is when we're playing that song and the people are all crying then i know i did it right because they're gonna get and as far as a, an entertainer you are only building them up from there you know yeah. you can start there and build them up but to make that moment so special for them is probably my favorite nowadays Nice. Yeah. No, I, I always love uh, the song, the bride walks down the aisle too, if we're doing the ceremony music, which, you know, as a, as a DJ, that happens quite a bit. The uh, first dance. And then also when, you know, everybody walks in with their wedding party and just the craziness that goes there and yep. nailing those three parts, you can, you can get away with a lot the rest of the night. If you, if you make that right. And it sounds like that's the same thing regardless of what we're doing. So I uh, got a couple more questions, Chris, what's the, uh, what's the coolest non-music thing that you had absolutely nothing to do with at a wedding that you've been to. And we're, we're talking, this could be a family tradition. It could be something another vendor did. What's just the coolest thing that sticks out in your mind. Oh man. Um, there, <laughs> there's a lot of cool things I've had, you know, we had the marching band come through. I had uh, Bucky, the badger, come do backflips down in front of the wedding party as they came in for their uh, entrance for their, you know, when they were entrance to the dinner and cocktails, Bucky came down first. It was pumped through marching music, but he came down doing backflips and no one had told me. They just asked these this is a UW couple. Can you play their fight song? Absolutely. Sure. 
And then they said, after that, we're going to have the entrance music, but we'd like to start it with that. And I said, sure. And I started. And unbeknownst to anyone, including myself, this badger comes doing backflips in a you know big old costume right down the way. That probably caught me the most off guard. So I'd probably say that's the most surprising and special. I, I hope they had a videographer because when you capture just moments like that raw on film, it's just awesome. Yep. Anthony, what's the coolest thing you've seen? Um, so I did a backyard wedding once, uh, up in Wisconsin and, uh, you know, I loved getting to watch dad absolutely just rig up a fireworks show that was definitely not up to OSHA standards. Um, you know, you're talking like plywood boards on the ground and just, uh, bunch of guys running around with blow torches, not fused up altogether, just running around lighting individual fireworks with blow torches. Um, it was slightly music related because they asked me if I could play Katy Perry's firework to it. Told them there's no way in hell it was going to be uh, synchronized at all. But uh, it turned out pretty cool because things were blowing up and people were absolutely stunned. Um, very cool when you get to do kind of things like that at your wedding. Well, I can assure you I've never been part of doing anything like that at a random lake in Kansas or anything. So you know, I know nothing what you're talking about. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so, so last question for you, Anthony, what's the uh, craziest thing or your, your wedding horror story that you would leave everybody with today? Oh gosh. Um, to try to tell one that's not going to give away exactly who it was for the, uh, I guess the, the craziest thing that I've had. Um, so I was at a wedding once and we were having a good time. Uh, we were getting into the later part of the evening. I had maybe an hour left and we were getting into the Usher and Nelly and Ying Yang twins. It was about to get real hard. Uh, but people were kind of dwindling out. And I, I was like, where's everybody going? I, I know I'm not doing a horrible job here. We were having a great time. Um, so I'm playing hot in here by Nelly. And I go and check in the bar and say, hey, you know, just wondering where, where did everybody go? Everybody's gone. Um, apparently, they were serving underage kids at the bar uh, and got caught not once, not twice, but an undetermined amount of times. Uh, and so they decided to bring that party out into the parking lot where they could just serve underage kids beer from the cooler, which uh, again, not very much allowed. Uh, and so when the owner of the venue hall decided to go tell them like, hey, can you cool it? The groom decided to push the guy and almost got into a fist fight with him. Uh, at which point the entire wedding party was kicked out and I was left playing uh, late 2000s trap music uh, for five minutes with absolutely no clue of what was happening. Um, so when I went and finally checked in, they told me to just shut it down and come join them for a beer in the bar. And I did exactly that. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. So when the, uh, when the wedding party gets thrown out, that kind of kills the party. Um, Chris, what's your uh, story from this uh, realm? Well, uh... Uh, but I have the dark one where I was playing. Uh, they didn't want a band at the end. They wanted a piano player. And, and while I was playing, this beautiful old woman tapped me on the shoulder. And she said, I just want to tell you that you're very good. And I said, thank you. And she sat on this couch on the other side of the piano on to my back. And then sort of like Anthony, everyone starts going one way. And I go, "What? what is going on? And she had passed. So that was about five feet behind me. I did not realize she had passed away. They got her back to life, but <laughs> she had passed away right behind me, fallen off the couch at her grandson's wedding. 
Wow. She, so yeah. not passed she out, up, passed away. That passed so away. the paramedics came in and, and they revived. They were doing stuff on her and the, until the paramedics got there and the paramedics were able to get her back oh to life, obviously God. took her away. Yeah. Was was but there on, a was there a first responder in the crowd uh, or something like that or I I would the the circle around her so quickly was so deep I have no idea who was doing what. But yeah. the uh the father of the groom was the one who told me he called me the next day he goes just so you know she made it <laughs> so good because i think the last her last words were gonna be i really you really have a nice voice young man or something like that so oh i don't God. think i could have lived with that yeah so that, I, that, that's that a little doesn't... on the dark side but on, on the light side i was i was driving to a uh, wedding and i had stopped at the dry cleaner to get my suit and i had hung it in the back window and i got to the wedding and the pants had somehow come out and flown out the window who knows where between the dry cleaner and the wedding venue. Uh, luckily, I was playing piano and not guitar at that. And when I got there, the caterers helped. They grabbed all these tablecloths and built a little fort around the piano so I could sit there. This is decades ago when people still had rips in their jeans. And I just had ripped up old jeans on. And oh, man. Brought my, so they built me a little fort. So I had my button down and my suit coat and the piano. And then everything else was had tablecloths and whatever else around me. So. I had to sit there. So when I would go off stage, I would make sure that enough people had gotten off the dance floor and I would just jump off the back of the stage. So you, uh, you did what every business professional did during 2020 conference yes, calls. Yes, where they sit there from the top. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I'm in my game. underwear, but you don't know this. <laughs> I, was doing that, I was doing that years before it was cool. That's awesome. Well, Chris and Anthony, thank you very much for taking time to talk with me today. This has been a, this has been a great conversation. And Thank you, brother. What a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to everybody listening, uh, we all know that music is undeniably an important part of the wedding day. Not only is it the party, but it's also going to be an active part in keeping the day going. So when deciding to go between a band or a DJ, really, it's your call. And there really isn't a wrong answer. You want to get wild? Go with both. Believe it or not, we actually play really well together. So until next time, take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful thoughts as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Josh and this is the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast where we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. Happy wedding planning! We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info.